0: Here we go! Hey there, my name's Bubba. My name's Aaron. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show, and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. If you have no idea who Love Thy Nerd is, you just stumbled in and found us on accident, LTN exists to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. And I love it. I'm one of the founding members here, full-time nerd culture missionary with LTN. It's just everything that I love about the world in one place. And even more so than that, we get to do it and share Jesus' love with the world, which we're going to kind of get into that later on in this show. Um, Part of what we do here on Church Nerds is my wife, Anna. She'll introduce herself in just a second. We like to kind of experience the 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 like the overlapping sections between nerd culture and church culture. Today we're not really going to look so much at nerd culture as much as we're going to look at church culture. It's going to be a little bit of a heavier episode, probably a lot of bit of a heavier episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot going on in the United States mm-hmm. and the world at large today. And so we're going to talk about some of those things. And I think it's okay. I think it's fine that we kind of take a break and and, and breathe a little bit and talk about uh, real things and, and not just tabletop experiences or video games or what have you. So, um, But we at Love Thy Nerd want to help other nerds experience the love of Jesus. And also we want to help nerds that are Christians see that they're not going at it alone and that we have tons of resources for you, community Uh, Outreach opportunities, all sorts of great stuff. Simply go to lovethynerd.com and you can find all the wonderful information you could ever dream about and so much more to come. If you are listening on the radio, hi, welcome. If you're not listening on our radio station, we have a radio station. I feel like I just said that. But I'm going to say it again anyway. We have a radio station, LTNonair.com, or you can listen through the Live 365 app by downloading it and searching for LTN Radio. And we would love, love, love for you guys to come and hang out with us there. We're also on Twitch, Facebook, Discord, all of the things. Go to LoveThyNerd.com for more information on how to join us and be a part of our ongoing community. Well, I said I'm, a, I already said I'm Bubba, one of the founders, yada, 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 blah, blah.
1: You said a lot of things. Who are you? I'm Anna. I am. Um, what did you hear that in my voice? So <clears throat>
0: I hear everything in your voice.
1: The reason that we did not have a podcast episode last week, I will go ahead and take responsibility once again. It was my fault, right? Was
0: I'll let you have it. Yeah.
1: Was it my fault last week or your? It fault? It was combo.
0: It was combo. But I'll give you the. You can take we the. We
1: just cannot get well, man. Like I feel like we're okay for a week. Two weeks, and then we just get another thing. And this last thing, man, it's been a long time since I've caught something that really wrecked my voice in quite the way that this particular thing <laughs> did. And so, uh, Christmas. Two days, I straight up like did not have a voice. Just, it was really bad. Not at all. It's hard to yell at your children when you can't yell at them. Yeah. So I was like waving my arms a lot. Anyway, so yeah, we've been down, we've been sick, we're getting better. We're here this week, um, and I didn't really introduce myself per se. Not even a little bit. Se. No, you
0: talked about your voice,
1: <laughs> which I'm,
0: if you like to be reduced to just your voice, you're welcome to,
1: but um, i mean, didn't I really work for the Mermaid, so. Wonder, oh, that's, oof. Um, I'm Anna. Hi. I am your wife, in case you didn't know. Yes. I thought you looked familiar. Yeah. Um, stay-at-home mom-ish. You guys, parenting for children is its own full time job. It really is. I have no time. Um, mm-hmm. Kids are getting out of school this week. So I'm going to be doing a lot more momming. I'm also on staff at our children's ministry at our church. And that is very busy because VBS is coming up. And um, I love preschool. Just yeah, going to say it like preschool is my fave. Um, my favorite group, I don't really know what to do with those elementary school kids, but the preschoolers, they're my jam <clears throat> and I'm directing VBS for the preschoolers this year. Um, I ha- I usually am more of the helper director. Um, but our director director has had to redirect her directing efforts. Well, that's so too much, it's too much of- <laughs> directing.
0: Uh, it's way too <laughs> it much. It is directing. a lot.
1: So I'm pretty nervous this year, but anyway,
0: yeah, Hey, speaking of preschool. Speaking
1: of preschool, um,
0: this has nothing to do with preschool. This has
1: nothing to do with preschool.
0: Levi, mm-hmm. our second youngest. I'm I'm still getting used to not calling him our youngest. Yeah. <clears throat> um, our second youngest. He's eight years old. Nope, he's seven. Seven. Jeez. he'll be eight.
1: No, very he's soon. Six.
0: He is right? a is tiny he child.
1: He's seven. He's six. He's turning seven. In July.
0: Why did Rossi say he was eight? Today, I watched a video on the internet where Rossi said he was eight. Like, Rossi is eight.
1: No. Rossi, no. Rossi's just turning seven.
0: Nobody corrected him. So, this is a fun game to play. How old is our kid?
1: <laughs> you usually go to kindergarten when you're five. And, and I sent him a we, year ago. we held him back. Yeah.
0: And so Caleb is 10. Naomi just turned eight. He is going to turn seven. He's will turning seven. That's how we Ross, know Rossi's a liar. Oh, my
1: gosh. <laughs> he, he pulled one over on everybody. Oh, my gosh. He's not turning eight. Well, I'm
0: glad we wasted a minute and a half on something we should have known <coughs> off the top of our head, which <coughs> is how old are our kids. So but, uh, Levi is in kindergarten. Yes. and Finishing up. Fin- I'm finishing last
1: full str- day of kindergarten today yeah, as we recorded.
0: And so <clears throat> um, we were playing uh we were playing a game called Bible Bingo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is by Bible Games Central. And they they sent us a bunch of games and we're like, Hey, can you take a look at these? And I was like, Oh, I've got the perfect
1: testing audience. The perfect
0: testing audience. Yeah. Gaming group. I've got the perfect gaming group for yeah. that. It's my family. And so we've been trying to kind of whittle away at those. Mm-hmm. Not once a night or whatever, but you know when when we're able to we'll sit down, we get
1: more of them done in the summer.
0: Um, and we played Bible Bingo, and if you've ever played Bingo, uh, unless you're like eighty five, Bingo's not super exciting. Okay,
1: <laughs> I you say that <clears throat> I have always kind of liked Bingo a little bit, just because it's mindless and it's it's like, I mean, it's probably just as fun as scratch offs, I suppose. It's kind of gambling.
0: I agree with everything that you just said. Um, I have never found it fun. Ever. Um, No strategy. No. No strategy involved in it. But we had the most intense game of Bible bingo. of Any bingo I've ever seen. Everybody at the table had, they were one away from winning in multiple areas. And so...
1: It got to the point if if this one card gets drawn, then
0: well, it got to the point where it was like if if Exodus drops, Mm -hmm. everybody wins, (laughs) you know. Um, And so I think Anna, you ended up winning that one. It was just it was really fun. It was a blast because I'm good at bingo. And here's the thing: clearly, we played three more games after that. I
1: think we played three total, didn't we?
0: I don't remember. Um, We played several more games after Mm -hmm. that. None of them were as exciting as that one. Yeah, But it was like, that was was, run it back. That was really fun. Uh, Yeah, we
1: had fun. Well, one of the things, so Levi is in kinder. Mm -hmm. You are learning to read in kinder, which, you know, little shout out to myself here. He pretty much, Knew how to read, how, yeah. yeah. He wasn't quite independent, but he he became independent an independent reader very early on. But we're still working through like sounding out words that are really big. Yeah. Um, the books of the Bible are some of those words where even if you sound it out, you might not get it right on some of them. But his name is Levi. Yep. And he's trying to sound out the word Leviticus. <laughs> so he starts it like his name. Leviticus.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we were like Leviticus. Yeah. That's a really cool yeah. sounding nickname.
0: What a gladiator.
1: Yeah. Like, and I just want to start calling him Leviticus now.
0: Yeah. And uh, also,
1: I want to call the book of the Bible Leviticus because yeah. it just sounds cooler than Leviticus.
0: Well, I. I will probably start using Leviticus um, (laughs) in this, in the same way that I use um, one Corinthians and two Corinthians. (laughs) And so like it's like, if you know, you know, what what about calling
1: Levi that? Like when you call anybody who's named Max Maximilian,
0: Maximus really is. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I don't know. I think it's really, really cool and really fun. Uh, And he, he caught to it. Mm hmm. And I was like, do you want to be called that? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) What a dumb question. Well, hey, we are going to take a short break, but please don't go anywhere because when we come back, we are going to be talking about some pretty heavy topics. There's a lot going on in the world and we want to talk to you about it um, kind of from a Christian perspective or at least our Christian perspective on how we're dealing with it. This is a, a processing episode for Anna and I. So, if you're listening to us on the radio, please go ahead and uh, just hold tight. And if you're listening on Spotify or any other syndicated Apple Podcast, whatever, um, please, 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 uh, don't don't turn that dial. Because I think that these are some of the things that you're going to want to hear as well. And then we want to hear from you on social media. So don't go anywhere, and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast.
3: This week in Nerd History, how could we rave without them? What is the one thing that makes a dance party, a laser tag game, or a haunted house super fun? Well, it could only be the black light. Created by William H. Byler in 1935, the black light is actually invisible ultraviolet or infrared radiation that causes fluorescent materials to emit visible light. Ultraviolet light is above the spectrum of visible light that our eyes can process. When objects appear to glow under the light, there are substances that are emitting light in response to radiation. These are phosphorus. And they're what make normal things like teeth and white t-shirts glow in the dark. And yes, I did say it was radiation, but black lights are what's known as UVA lights, which emit the longest wavelength, lowest energy kind of UV radiation, and the kind that is the least harmful. In fact, it's the UVB and UVC rays you need to worry about, as they can cause skin burns and skin cancer. And you're exposed to them far more often than you are black lights, because they also come from the sun itself. UVB lights are often used in forensics because this kind of UV light will reveal certain human fluids at a crime scene. UVC lights are often used to kill germs for sterilization and water purification purposes. But it's the UVA that takes the crown for being just plain fun. And it has held that title ever since it was first sold commercially on May 27, 1961. Now, who's up for some laser tag? I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History.
0: Hey there, my name is Bubba.
1: My name is Anna.
0: And you're tuned into Church Nerds. Um, thank you back Thank you, thank you back. <laughs> thank you for coming back and joining us. Uh we're,
1: we're kind of a mess right now.
0: Yeah. And which is
1: sort of what we're talking about this show.
0: Absolutely. Uh just real quick pay the bills here, get everything <laughs> out of the way. Go to Ltnonair.com for our radio stuff. <clears throat> is this me. how
1: we pay the bills for this podcast? Um,
0: we have
1: literally zero sponsors.
0: But, but Ltn.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, go to Love Thy Nerd. .com go to ltnonair.com radio station and also our our main website to get all sorts of resources. Let's just move forward. Okay. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. to be real with you guys, we recorded 4 minutes of this <laughs> and like I didn't hit the record button. Um <laughs> We're kind of a mess, like Anna said. There's a lot of stuff going on in our world right now and we want to we want to talk with you about it. And so it's important that we we understand How, like the things that we've been dealing with in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of these are global. Some of them are pretty local. Uh, It runs the gamut. But we're going to talk about some of these things. And I'm going to list them off here in just a second. But we want to explore um, our feelings on it. Our understanding of situations. Uh, But before we get too far into it, I want us to also know that the way that you are feeling, you personally are feeling, comes with a lot of baggage. You have the ideas and, and thoughts and understanding that you do about any given situation because you as a human person are a sum of the moments that have led up to the moment that you're in right now. But just the same as you are, so is everybody else. And so we are not going to tell you at all I'm going to big, huge disclaimer here. We are not going to tell you how as a Christian, this is how you are supposed to think or every Christian in your life should be thinking this way because that's unrealistic. It's absolutely unrealistic. And so we're going to talk from our perspective. Anna and I had a, had a we've, we've been talking off and on um, about some of these topics for a while and some of them just since yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, here's a list of the things that have been happening this is not an exhaustive list, but it is. Uh, these things are definitely on on the list of things that have happened this year. Some as recently is as as, as of this recording yesterday. So we have um, our our situation in Ukraine um, with Russia invading and the land war and all the stuff that's going on over there. Um, we have the racially charged shooting in Buffalo um, that happened not that long ago. We have all of the abortion legislation. Um, and the right to life, and what is and isn't, when does it start, all sorts of stuff. There's a lot of things going on with that. We also have the um, sexual misconduct and abuse, um, not just accusations, but now all the things that are coming out with the SBC, and how they've uh, you know, tried to sweep that stuff under the rug. Um, and then, as of yesterday, uh, the school shooting in, in Uvalde. And so... It is, it's a tumultuous time right now for us. I mean, everybody, right? Like it's, it doesn't matter. Like this, any of these things could have been, could have been in your, in your area. And so we just kind of want to talk a little bit about, about these issues um, and how we are processing them as, as Christians, because we can't not process them as Christians. So I would start by saying that we can only do the things that we can do. You can only affect the areas that you can affect, and for us to be very careful about projecting, I talk about projecting a lot. Um, you know, everybody being the sum of those moments that have led up to this moment, all that stuff. It's like you have, you have your own issues and thoughts and ideas about why certain things should be going in a, in a particular direction um, or what would or would not fix these things. Uh, but those are not universal. They're just not. So with our limited understanding of situations and really only having our own experiences to go off of and maybe some stories from other people and feelings that we have about ways that we may have been treated in our lifetime, I, I think that the first place to start is with prayer. Um, and I think it's important to mention here that this is, this is the, this is the starting point. Um, a lot of times as Christians, and if you're not a Christian, you're just going to get a little peek behind the veil. As Christians, I feel like a lot of times what we'll do is we'll use prayer as a last resort. Mm-hmm. And that's gross. Like that, that to me feels so icky. That's like, well, I've done absolutely everything that I can. And so now all
1: I guess I ha- I'll give it over I to All I have God. left to do is pray. God's
0: my last resort. You know, I've tried institutions. I've tried, um, you know all sorts of things that that could or could not be done. Uh, you know, I, I've I've tried you know legislation. I've tried all these things. I guess I guess now I'll try. I'll try prayer. Um, I have people on my feed, um, that I love and care about very much, that are um asking people to stop praying because it's not working, and that's heartbreaking. I think, but that's been their experience I at think least.
1: That um. I mean, you're right. Like a lot of times I was thinking about this, um, (laughs) last, last week. I can't remember. Oh, it would have been, you know, we haven't recorded since then. Yeah. Um, or I might've talked about this. Maybe not. Um, I, I came across a, a woman at, uh, the grocery store who needed help. And, um, I just felt compelled to, to help her. Um, and when I like, you know, I was, I was going to get her some things. And, um, when I came out of this store, she was sitting by her vehicle and she looked like she was praying perhaps, um, you know, sitting down, eyes closed, muttering. Yeah. She could have maybe not been praying. I don't know. Sure. Um, and if you were to, sort of judge the situation just by its cover like the the vehicle that she was driving the stickers that were on the vehicle sure. etc I would probably you know not stereotype her as an overly religious um, person yeah,
0: that would be an inaccurate representation
1: sure um but mm-hmm. it's interesting how we all become quite you know even, a lot of people, even those who have outspokenly rejected the Lord in moments of desperation will often come back because it's like, i i don't I don't have anything left. Yeah, except like if you're there, now would be a good time to uh, get on your good side and or for you to show up. like yeah, it's the um, age old
0: adage that there's no there, there are no atheists in a foxhole. Yeah. Kind of a deal. No, yes. it's again, that's just it. That's just a bumper sticker.
1: So right. Don't. Right. And that, it's that's not a one to one, but it is a common thing. And I think it's sad when we as believers, you know, like we are supposed to be doing this full time. But like you said, it's like we we treat prayer as kind of the last the last resort. Yeah. When really it ought to be our first response. And I think that it's very important to remember that prayer is not just only about, well, I want to impact change in this situation. I want to I want this circumstance to change. And so that's why I'm praying. Yeah. Um, and we do, we do want circumstances to change. We I talked about this with Caleb last night, actually. He's really struggling and he's struggled for a long time, Um, but we were talking about some of the evidence that we've seen of God's work in our lives because he finds some things about scripture and about, you know, yeah, just scripture and and miracles and that God is there and active and working. He finds some of those things very hard to believe despite being raised in a Christian home um and so we were kind of sharing some personal testimony about times that we've seen prayer directly almost immediately answered yeah. that leave no questions in my in my mind um that god is present and listening and acting and um we had a storm last night and he was like um after all this big conversation about how prayer works he's like i mommy um he was really worried that we were going to have a tornado and he's like, I need you to do that magical prayer thing and ask God if he can, you know, make this storm stop, which, you know, there's Bible stories about that. But I was like, you know, prayer is not our way of kind of bossing God around and, and telling him what to do. Like we can ask, but ultimately God is still the one who decides you know, whether he's going to change something or not. So that's important to remember, but also that we have to remember that prayer changes us. That a part of what we need to be praying for is for, um, perspective and we need to be praying for compassion and we need to be praying to see, you know things as God sees them, and that we will be able to fight for what He wants us to fight for, and that sometimes we're not always completely aligned. And yeah. so, submitting ourselves and our will to His inspection is a large portion of, oh, of what yeah. prayer is. Oh yeah, and so I don't ever think that we need to stop praying because we feel like it's not working, or or even. I mean, it's, I can't tell somebody what they want other people to do. I get that prayer can, that we can sometimes feel discouraged because it's yeah. like, well, I've been, I've prayed for this. Yeah,
0: didn't I ask
1: God is not answering.
0: I think um, that, that prayer, prayer is very complex. Um, there are, there are a lot of times, and I think this is more, more often than not in the modern era. Okay. Where, People will tell you that they're praying,
1: praying Praying for you, for you,
0: thoughts and prayers. And so when somebody says, Hey, I don't want your thoughts and prayers.
1: Sometimes I'm even hesitant to say that to people. Hey, I'll be praying for you. Mm -hmm. Will I, will I be praying for you?
0: Well, even the emoji, like the little prayer hands emoji, Mm -hmm. or like we've been using, uh, the little ramen emoji. Who? Matt and I. So ramen instead of of ramen, ramen. Um, But like, it's one of those, one of those deals. It's it's like, I don't, I won't click that until I've done it. Mm. And then it's not even like a check, a check mark. Like I feel, I still feel gross. Like, okay, I prayed, check. But I think people need to know that people are praying for them. People that are seeking prayer, right? They need to know that people are praying for them. But they also, I just kicked a bucket. Don't worry about it. But also
1: don't kick the bucket. No,
0: (laughs) I'm not trying to, but they, they also need to know like that. I'm not just, I didn't just, I didn't just pray for you. I am praying for you. And it's not because, uh, I don't want to do anything. So I just, I'm just going to tell you that I'm praying. It's like, no, I'm, I, I literally am doing the thing that I feel like is the most effective use of my time, energy, and effort. To, to seek an outcome and to affect outcome because' I'm, I'm not just I'm not just praying to this bookcase like I'm praying to the creator of the universe I'm praying to the to the one who changes hearts and minds, um, stops the sun still in the sky like this is the that parts the water this is the kind of of entity that I am praying to the God of the universe. And so for somebody, and I'm not just speaking like particularly, but like for, for anybody to come back, to come back and say, I don't want your thoughts and prayers. They're not working. It's like, well, I, I would like to venture a guess and say that the people that say they're praying for you are not, or they're, they're just telling you that they're praying and they're not praying. They're not praying in, in line with what God is doing. They're praying. Sometimes we, we pray very vague prayers, right? Oh God, just change things.
1: There's is, always the, this one is tricky, tricky to me. Cause it's like, we just, your will be done. Um, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> how, if that, if that is your prayer and I'm gonna <clears throat> this, I, I told you, I'm not going to say this is how all Christians act or whatever, but to my fellow Christians, if that is our prayer, Lord, your will be done. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Do you know what the will of God is? Because if he moves in an area that's not your will, are you going to accept it? Mm-hmm. Is is what you mean, Lord, my will be done.
1: I um, so just recommend this book all the time, and I'm sorry because it's <laughs> not... It is not an easy read. Um, Richard J. Foster's Celebration of Discipline is an oldie but a goodie.
0: It's a, it's a, it's, it's a tough read.
1: It's it's pretty dry, um, <clears throat> but it's very good. Uh, I read it for the first time when I was at Mission Year. Ha, two podcasts in the room when I talked about Mission Year. Um, that was where I was introduced to this book. And so the disciplines being things such as like, fasting and prayer and study and meditation and, you know, stuff like that. So in his chapter about prayer, he goes into like, it really changed my perspective on prayer a lot um, because it was like, sometimes we feel like we need to pray for every single thing. Yeah. If you have not been burdened to pray for it, maybe you need to pray for something else. You know, this is not, we don't need participation awards in our prayer. We don't need honorable mentions. Like if, if the Lord has put it on your heart to pray for it, then pray for it. If he has not, uh, maybe don't, you know, like it's, it's shallow to just say, I'm praying for you. Um, figure out something else to say (laughs) if you're not, if you're not (laughs) burdened to pray about that thing. And then also that like, don't just stop short at your will be done. Like ultimately that needs to be the posture of our heart. That if you say no to me asking for this thing, then Lord, I'm going to accept that. Yeah. And we see that reflected in like, um, the uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego being like, you know, we know that God is going to save us, but even if he didn't, yeah, we are really still not going to bend to your will in this situation because you're asking us to do something that's wrong. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Having that, you know, I'm going to go with God once regardless. um, I'm going to accept that. But that it's okay to pray for for specific things. Yeah. Um, And I think that praying for something specific or praying that God will change my heart to not want that specific thing and to see what he does want is kind of my chosen method in how I pray.
0: That that, that is what we have adopted. Yeah. With our, like again our combined understanding uh, understanding of of how how prayer operates i wouldn't even say like globally but like specifically with you and i like i don't want to say we've seen better results with this kind of oh, prayer yuck. that's not what it's about <laughs> it's not about what what am i getting out of it it's like are are we seeking god so when we say a phrase like hey not interested in your thoughts and prayers like what we're doing is we're saying that we we Like the God of the universe does not need to weigh in on the situation that we need. We need legislation. We need human people. We need this. And I do think that that is a piece of it.
1: Sure, Yeah, it's not to say that those things don't matter because they do. And stopping at prayer and not acting if if we've been called to act is not okay. No.
0: And that's that's next segment. We're going to talk about. Uh, how we, how we stand up and what we do as far as justice and, and stuff like that. But it, so far as it pertains to prayer, I think that it's really important that and it hit the nail on the head. If you're not burdened for it, honestly, I, I, I wouldn't offer a half-hearted prayer, no participation in prayer awards like that. That's kind of a perfect way to put that. Um, but if, if somebody close to you says, Hey, I would really like it if you would, if you would pray for me in this time or pray about this. Like if you care about that person, you can pray about that thing, right? The Bible talks about praying without ceasing. And you tell me if praying one time or zero times and telling somebody you're praying for them is even close to praying without ceasing. When we see things things affected, like in in especially like Old Testament stuff, like we're talking about like these lamentations, like uh, this grieving process of tearing, tearing off your clothes and rolling in ash and just like going before the Lord. Um, You know, you've got, uh, you know, wrestling with God, not letting him go, you know, because this is the thing that you want to see happen. Like these aren't just thoughts and prayers. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is intense. Like this is a, this is a thing that, that, should break our hearts moment to moment to moment, like it's lasting. But instead, we live in such a fast paced world and we're so self-seeking that the the thing that we're most interested in is 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 I, I need my result. I need my result to to be seen and to be heard and to go into effect. And this is the thing that gets me is all the projection. If you aren't praying for my thing, if you don't want the same thing that I want, then we're enemies. And I'm like, I just don't know. And I would hope that we as, as Christians would not go down that road or if we see ourselves going down that road, it's okay to be burdened for something. Like all these things that we listed, Ukraine, Buffalo, abortion, SBC, Evalde, like all these things are big, huge deals and they should break our hearts but it is going to affect different people in different ways. And so we need to allow people just as a human race, we need to allow people the opportunity to feel burden in the areas that they feel burden. Because if, if everybody only cared about the things that you cared about, then nobody would care about other things. And we're going to talk about some of those things here in, in just a little bit and how to, like I said, how to, how to maybe activate or, or get involved and, um just a, a a christian's desire to seek justice um, maybe we'll even talk about the difference between justice and vengeance who knows but we're going to take a short break please don't go anywhere we'll be back right here in just a few with more of the church nerds podcast
2: shining light. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and glorify your father who is in heaven. That's Matthew chapter five, verse 16. I find myself almost daily lingering on this verse, remembering to be the light to shine in the darkness and not find myself dimmed by the world, but brightened by Christ's love for me. I found myself this past week recognizing a little fact about light, a fact that I'm sure most all homeowners are very aware of. Not all light is equal. Personally, I prefer a soft white light, not yellow and not so bright that it's blinding. I've also learned that too much light can produce a lot of uncomfortable heat. The light fixture above our kitchen table has seven bulbs. When all seven bulbs are lit and you're sitting under the light, It's not long before you're looking for an excuse to retreat. The amount of heat the light gives off has to be illegal somewhere. Christians can find themselves like this light fixture in my kitchen, oftentimes giving off so much heat that those around us are looking for a way out rather than drawing near. Our attempts to spread the gospel and shine our light can in fact leave others uncomfortable and not in a positive conviction of the spirit kind of way, but instead a way that leaves them hurt from interaction. As we walk through our journey, let's remember to be gentle, just as Christ was gentle, soft and compassionate to those around us, shining our light in the dark and dying world, but only as a reflection of the light in our own lives, not seeking to burn those around us with unnecessary, uncomfortable heat.
0: Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name is Bubba. I'm Anna. And we are part of Love Thy Nerd. And that is a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. And you can find us on LTN Radio at LTNOnAir.com and also on lovethynerd.com. And you can find all the cool things that we have there. Hey, kind of rushing through that stuff today because we have more important things to talk about um, than any radio station or website. And that is the things that are going on in our world and how we as Christians, um, and if you're not a Christian, please pull up a chair and just soak this in. Not that I'm trying to change your mind or anything like that, I I want you to be a part of this conversation if you're not a Christian, because I want you to see how we, at least at LTN, are approaching this from a Christian worldview with the, all the things that are going on in the world. And so, um, some of the things that we're talking about today, again, just to kind of go over them um, for for posterity's sake and and for uh, you know the sake of of legacy here. Anybody's listening to this, just kind of uh, in order, several years down the line. We are recording right now in May of 2022. And up to this point, um, really just in 2022 alone, we've had uh, Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine. We've had racially charged shooting in um, a supermarket in Buffalo. There's a bunch of abortion legislation going on nationwide here in the United States. Um, the Southern Baptist Convention, it has come out that they were sweeping under the rug sexual um accusations and abuse, um, verified abuse. They were sweeping it under the rug to protect. And also most recently to this recording, um, there was a school shooting in an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. And so there's a lot of stuff going on that I truly believe that Christians need to weigh in on, that we need to have a voice in. Um, I really appreciate our pastor, specifically at our church, that really really drills in that it's like hey all these political things that are going on we have this uh, this idea and understanding that Christians just should stay out of it don't we don't talk about politics we don't we don't do anything it's the dinner table right we don't talk about religion politics or Star Wars and so like
1: <laughs> but Star Wars
0: but we like, shouldn't with the, with all this in in mind and even things that have happened previously in, in like years past he took a different approach. Um, and he said, he's like, I think that Christians are uniquely like uniquely positioned to speak into those things because of uh, at least our personal uh, understanding of, of how the political structure works. And it's not that, you know, this is, this is something to be politicized 24 hours a day. It's not that, that this is something to be overly politicized, but at the end of the day, our understanding of of scripture is that God appoints people, right in the Romans chapter thirteen, and so the idea that God puts people in positions of power, even though we may not know or understand the who or the why or anything like that, I think it's it's very it's very important for us um, to understand as Christians that God is God is in control of all of the things. And so, uh, so we speak into it. We talk. We talk about stuff like this. We we understand that Christians do have a voice. I think we overstep our bounds uh, more often than not, and we say things like, "Well, because I'm a Christian, you need to listen to me, and you need to blah blah blah." blah. Um, I don't. I don't think that that's the case. Um, I think that that we we start off with what we said at the beginning. Okay, last segment, pray, but actually pray and pray well. You know, it was like I was talking with our son um, yesterday, and it's like you know, dude, if I tell you to go and apologize to somebody, and you walk up to him and go, <sighs> "I'm sorry," like that's not an apology. Like, you didn't mean that. If you're standing around and somebody's like, "I, I need you, I need you to pray for me," and you're like, um... Dear God, I hope Anna has a good haircut today. Like I don't know, I don't know what you want me to say here.
1: I wish I had a good haircut and today. So,
0: well, I didn't really pray for it. So, <clears throat>
1: okay.
0: You know, we we have these half-hearted things that we do, and I feel like those are the things that people experience, Christians and non-Christians alike, when they're like, nothing changed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely nothing changed. Like better or worse, like nothing changed. And to me. That's evidence and proof, positive that there there was not fervent prayer being done.
1: Well, little teaser here because our, our weekly verse this week is just speaks directly oh, to this. And so stay tuned to the end of the episode.
0: That's called setting the hook right there.
1: Yeah, because man, I am.
0: So well. outside of prayer, right? Okay. And I don't want to make, I don't want to make that flippant, right? If you, if you just came in late or it's been a while, you stopped the podcast and you came back to it. Prayer is crazy important. It needs to be the first thing that we do. The very first thing that we do is to go before God. And we're not just asking him to do things, but you know, like, hey, God, will you please just go and do all the things so I can sit here and not do anything?
1: Mm. But it's God.
0: (laughs) What, What is my place in all of this? Help me to understand, help me to go get clarification and then help me to have the boldness to move in the areas Mm -hmm. that you call me to move.
1: Yeah. Because I think sometimes too, there's that verse where God says, all you need to do is be still and I will fight for you. You know that verse? Mm -hmm. I don't know the, I don't know the reference Um, that sometimes we need to stop our clamoring and stuff like that. And stopping sometimes is important, but I think sometimes we get so much in that. Like we, we use verses like that sometimes when we want to feel comfortable it with inaction because it's easier to not step in. I think the time we need to remember that verse is when we are like ready to punch stuff and like ready to like, we're ready to go to war and God is like, Whoa, Hey,
0: can you chill for a second? You have got
1: to chill. (laughs) You have to remember that I've got this. You have to remember that it is my battle. You have to remember, you know, all of these different things because we, yeah, yeah, Again, a lot of times prayer is for us, but if we are like, we are frozen in fear, we are um, uh, just complacent and things like that, and like, oh, I'm just gonna sit still so God can fight this battle. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's out of context. Yeah. You know. So, um, what are I bet some things are that we can stuff. do? I think that another important thing for us to do, maybe before we go out and fight all the battles and, and trust me when I say that acting is on this list. But I think that stopping to pray about it, stopping to think about it and stopping to also process those things with fellow believers. Yeah. Uh, sometimes again, like you referred to before because of our own experiences, because of our own upbringings because of our own trauma. Sometimes it causes us to think about certain situations in a way. Um, Sometimes, you know, our unique perspective brings something to the situation that other people need to think about. And we understand it in a, in a different, I don't know if I want to use the word better way, but it's always good to understand things from one more than one perspective. Sometimes we need more perspective ourselves. Yeah, Um, And so going and processing those things, not, not, I would not go to the world first. Like, I think that it's important that we, we talk to other believers, um, and not to make this an echo chamber, but to make sure that we're staying grounded, um, as believers. And I think that we need to talk to older generations sometimes about it because they've seen more.
3: Yeah. I
1: think that we need to talk to younger generations sometimes because that will help us uniquely understand, you know, certain situations that because we're older and the world has changed a little bit that we might not quite fully grasp like the fear and anxiety coming into this or sure. um, how things are really affecting younger generations. So a, a wide, um, wide demographics of of believers to process those things with and to be challenged and to um I don't know, like iron sharpening iron stuff.
0: Oh, hundred um, percent.
1: Not on the internet. Uh, uh, the internet is a place to do it. Well, and I don't want to say not on the internet. I'm talking about not on like public forum types of places on the internet where anybody can hop into these things and just like, yeah, I think <clears> throat> ultimately face to face is good. So we don't always have that, but you know, people that you can trust in a more closed place.
0: You gotta, you, you, gotta, you gotta have a place, <clears throat> you gotta have a place where you can process that's safe.
2: Mm-hmm. And I, because and you're
0: I, gonna, you're gonna have things that you're gonna say that are gonna be kind of crazy. Right. Because that's part of the process is you gotta, you sometimes you just gotta get the crazy thought mm-hmm. out of your head.
1: Not everything that we have to say is, goes over very well. Nope. Like it doesn't all sound very nice because uh, shocker people are messy Yeah, and not everything is polished and ready to, you know, go out in a press conference in our minds. Right. That's why counselors and therapists and all those people are there because, um, there's a bunch of garbage, um, sometimes when we're processing stuff. Absolutely. That we have to sort out.
0: And I mean, I, I'm very interested. We we have we have a couple of people that are that are in the uh, I, I would say like the mental health uh, sphere in our lives, counselors and mm-hmm. psychiatrists, psychologists, stuff like that. And so I I I will be talking with them about these things and about how how people without asking specifics are processing that because even understanding how other people are dealing with things helps me to deal with them better. Mm-hmm. That's perspective, right? <clears throat> I was thinking as you were, as you were talking about, about the different viewpoints. And one of the things that was coming to my mind um, was like, well, I mean, we have, we have two eyeballs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and that, that's what helps us to what see. What if we had a
1: third one? That's what,
0: that's, that's, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's what helps us to see that second eye helps us to see depth because it's a Mm -hmm. different perspective. Like
1: something might have seemed true if you looked at it 2d, but then it's like those um, videos where like somebody puts a piece of art together. And if you're standing in one spot, it looks like this thing that if you're in a different perspective, just looks like a complete mess because it's been created for only one point of view.
0: Like honestly you think about it and I just even wonder like like what, like a spider or like something like that sees,
1: because it has so many eyes. Yikes! I think eight would be too much for me.
0: And then, I mean, I am again talking about processing. Like we're talking about all this different stuff. The the idea of like angels as they're depicted in scripture. Oh my gosh. Is that they're covered in eyes? Covered in eyes. And so, like, <clears throat> what what are what are the thing? Or what are the perspectives?
1: How birds have eyes on two different sides of their heads heads. so they don't see (laughs) oh yeah Uh, yeah breaks my brain a little bit
0: but but anyway like all of that when you put it together it creates like a better view Mm -hmm. of things so you don't have you don't have just one single viewpoint like god created us with perspective in mind
1: Mm -hmm. like that's
0: that's that's an interesting thing to think about so when we create an echo chamber it's not good for us. It's Mm -hmm. not good for us to have only one perspective. So Mm -hmm. I love the idea of processing and processing well and processing in a, in a safe space, Mm -hmm. but not letting the fear of a space, not being safe, keep you from moving into, um, the real world.
1: Right. And I don't think that, um, this processing with other believers, like that doesn't need to be where it stops. I think that we need to be able to move forward from that into processing it with non believers and with the world, because we need to bring our perspective into that space without like, it's important that we, but that we're grounded first though Sure, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and then we could
0: talk for 12 more hours on process.
1: Yeah. Um, after, you know, like, and maybe in the midst of processing though, because it's not always appropriate to be like, okay, this big thing happened, I need to stop, I need to think, I need to pray, and I need to process before I can act and activate. Um, Sometimes there are situations where like, we have got to do it right now. You have to do it right this very second. Um, A lot of things though, right now, for most people listening to this, uh, that's not gonna be the case like we probably need to stop and do those things, but activating is important. Yeah. Um, Because again, it needs to not just stop at thoughts and prayers. um, If we're not willing to go and do a thing about it, I think about like in the new Testament, when it talks about the elders going and they did prayer and the laying on of hands, like the laying on of hands was not just always like, I'm going to put my hand on you and pray for you. There was anointing involved, which like was partially medicinal. Um, They stepped into people's lives and provided them food. They provided them shelter. They opened their homes. They sold their things. They protected people. They died for people. And so, um, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that we need to be doing.
0: We are the hands and feet. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's a legitimate thing. So our, our hands and feet, they don't just stay. Like if, if we if we never did anything with them, they would be completely useless. And so if we as the hands and feet of, of Jesus and as those parts of the body of Christ, if we don't do things, if we don't move, if we don't activate, you know, um, if we don't like tangibly like try and do things in the world, we're useless parts of the body absolutely useless parts of the body and if you are if you're a person where the the only thing that you can do because of physical limitations or what have you if the only thing that you can do is pray and you still don't do that you still fit into the useless category so i i would say don't don't be spiritual atrophy
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay do what you can do Justice is something that we should be seeking as, as a human people, as, as Christians, um, not vengeance. I feel like vengeance is the thing that we we want. We see all this injustice in the world and we want to come crushing him with a hammer. Um, and I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that those aren't the things that I feel in some of these moments too. Um, legitimately speaking, with this, this Uvalde shooting, that's that's kind of where I'm wrestling with right now is I'm like, man, if that were my children, um, I, I honestly do not know what I would have done. I don't know. I've speculated, but I have no idea. And so it's this idea that when the Bible says things like vengeance is is mine, says the Lord, it's important for us to understand that that's not up to us. It's not our job. So when we activate, we need to make sure that we are activating within the realm. Hi, PJ. PJ's here now. That we're activating within the realm of the will of God. Because Christians have and will throughout time acted outside of the will of the Lord. Just because you're a Christian does not mean that you're acting within this within the you're activating within the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not it. What it does mean is that prayer is how we are going to understand what God wants us to do. Reading scripture, meditating on that, really getting involved in it in a big kind of way. Um, outside of even just reading the Bible, um, and I don't know, ooh, controversy. Um, Christians are saying, read a book that's not the Bible um, or read something that's not the Bible. I think that in today's day and age, it is crazy amounts of important uh, that People, people like me from 10 years ago don't exist. Um, like I, I was like, man, I'm the least political person I've ever met in my entire life. I'm not saying you have to be read up on everything political, but I think that it's important that we understand the, the sides of the situation and what's helping to drive legislation. Because if I just sit here and say, it should be different, um, that's not a, that's not enough of a voice in the situation to affect any kind of change because there are people out there that are doing things that move stuff forward. And so for us to be well-read I think is, is important. Um, And so there are some websites that you can go to, to check things out. All sides is one. Astartingpoint.com is another one. This is not a political podcast, nor will it ever be, but I do think that understanding where people are coming from on these topics is super important. And then after all that is done, um, then we act. So acting and activating can be different things. Uh, we don't need to split hairs and do all that stuff, but uh, we basically put this here because at some point you're going to have to do something. Can't just sit there. It's, that's, it's the office quote. Can't just sit there, Michael.
1: <clears throat> Gotta do something? Yeah, I mean, it's, there are, there are certain, if proximity has a lot to do with, you know, activating and acting, um, because obviously if you're in Uvalde today, there's probably something for you to do. hundred percent. Um, if you're not in Uvalde today, um.
0: There is something for you to do.
1: Yeah, it's probably more of the activating than, yeah. the, than the actually going out and, and boots the ground stuff um but sometimes sometimes if if you can't do those things then you know you're back to okay then you're then your lot is to pray yeah. your lot is to pray um and to listen and you know all those things um but it's yeah it it's it it's very important yeah. if you can though to not just you know run in Blindly, I think one of the tricky things about when we're talking about, you know, all sides and stuff like that, it's challenging. I think when everything was word of mouth and there wasn't like, well, is the media corrupt and all of that stuff? Um, I don't know if it was the case then, but it is the case now that it's like, here's what's happening and here's how you have to feel about it. Yeah. Instead of just being able to respond and, and just feel
0: sure. So those are those are some of the things that we think, and again, not an exhaustive list of of steps to take. But I'm just going to tell you right now: if you tell me not to pray, that's not enough for me not to pray. I'm still going to do it anyway. Um, but I'm going to pray with with the the Lord's will and and the person's best interest in mind. That's what I'm going to do. Um, and so, hey, we're going to take a short break. We're going to get out of here. Um, I hope that you guys. I don't want to say you have been uplifted because that's not really the point of this this year episode is any kind of uplifting content, but to let us know that, hey, there, there are things to be done um, and doing them within the will of God is something that we should seek to do in this time of crisis. Don't go anywhere. We've got a Church Nerds uh, weekly memory verse for you, and we've also got a nerdy recommendation right here on the Church Nerds podcast.
3: Cut.
2: Final round. Fight.
0: Well, to close out our show today, a pretty, absolutely heavy show today, which we yeah. didn't, we didn't really, again, this is, we have, we have a limited amount of time to talk about all these things mm-hmm. on any episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it is not an exhaustive discussion. Anna and I have discussions before. We have discussions after. We actually talk with a lot of people. Thank you so much for those of you that come up to us and tell us how much you're enjoying the show. Uh, If you want to talk to us about anything about this show, please feel free to do so. If you have any kind of proximity to us, we would love to have those conversations with you because we do this so that we can have conversations Um, and the fact that you guys come up and talk to us about it, uh, send us emails, tweets, whatever, like that that's that's awesome. And I appreciate that. So let's continue the conversation in any way that you see fit. But we do have nerdy recommendations for you. And today that is the aforementioned Bible bingo.
1: Yeah.
0: I, it, it just made sense.
1: So um, Bible, Bible games central, mm-hmm. I guess sent you a fat stack of games. Fat stack. So I was like, this is like somewhat sponsored. Not really sponsored, but we did receive a free copy of this game. Yeah. Full disclosure.
0: Yep. They wanted us to take a um,
1: look at it. I'm always a little like, oh cool, you're sending us Bible games. But honestly, as a person who works in children's ministry, yep. I looked through that stack of games and was like, I think our kids would like this one. They'd like this one. They'd like this one. Um and so I don't know why bingo always goes over well with kids. (laughs) I mean, maybe you hit it on the head and that there's no strategy, whatever happens happens. Yeah. But, um, I actually really liked this uniquely because it's, um, so the bingo portion of it is it's books of the Bible and on the bingo cards, it has all of the books categorized according to like, you know, the categories of Bible books. So there's, there's law, there's history, there's poetry. Um, So there's like an Old Testament section at the top with all of those divisions. There's a New Testament section at the bottom with, you know, New Testament categories of, you know, gospels and prophecy and stuff like that. And then, you know, they are, and they're color coded. So even our littlest can kind of at least look at the color, but he was really trying to hang with like where things were going to (laughs) be. And then each of the um, books of the Bible has a picture, like an illustration of generally what goes on in that book. Um, I don't know. It's just for learning like Bible competence and being fluid at, at um understanding how the bible is put together a little bit um on a very surface level and it's just fun but it's kind of reinforces some of that stuff i don't know i thought it was pretty well done i liked it a lot
0: and i'll be real with you more than i thought i would by a a mile play a lot of games (laughs) a lot of games and like especially christian games man they are just touch and go Uh,
1: when people are like what's a christian game that we can play i'm always like Oh, I'm going through a tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, can't hear you. <laughs> oh, but the concerns that like Bible trivia. Bibleopoly. Oh, Bible, ugh. Yeah,
0: yeah, trivial, Bible trivial, trivial pursuit. Yeah. Like, I one. mean, there are, there are a lot of games out there that I'm just like, these are, these are barely, they're barely games. And I don't like to say that about things, but it's like this, you just want, you, you're trying to do fungicational.
1: Mm-hmm. Try
0: harder, just try harder.
1: Well, and this is, this is educational.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, this is different. I feel like this is something where I, we are legitimately recommending this. They have, they've provided us with copies of their games, but I'm under no obligation to tell you to go buy those games. Right. We played this.
1: We won't recommend it if we don't like it. I promise
0: you that I won't. We played this and was like, oh yeah." yeah. The conversation we actually had in our house was, Like Anna was saying, well, these were games that we were going to give to the church.
1: Mm -hmm. Because I I was like, we'll play through these. That's what we said we would do. But then we'll probably donate these, you know, to the children's ministry for their game nights that they have back there. So they don't have to play mouse hunt anymore.
0: And because we don't need more games in the house. Yes. But it was like, well, maybe we keep this one. Yeah. We'll buy another one for a church. (laughs) You know, and so your, your mileage may vary on these games. <clears throat> but we've played this one. And then we also played um, Emoji Bible Stories card game, which was pretty yeah, fun, actually.
1: Like, try to tell a Bible story with emojis. Only. Only um, emojis. It's very difficult. Yeah.
0: And there are little <laughs> helper cards in there if yes. like, kids are unfamiliar with the story,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or if you as an adult need a refresher course, or like whatever.
1: Has a, like, here's what generally happens in this story. Here are some recommended ways that you could tell it. Yeah. So
0: I just, I really appreciate the way that that Bible Games central is going at this stuff. Yeah. Um, I just think it's pretty really cool. cool and I appreciate it. And you should go and check them out. If you are looking for ways <clears throat> to engage your littles in uh, spiritual formation and Christian living um, and training and stuff yeah. like that.
1: We know it's kind of gimmicky, but this is actually pretty well done.
0: I, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> I hate bingo. This is fun. Maybe it was because that you
1: don't hate the Bible, though. So
0: I do not. Maybe it has a lot to do with that first game that we played. And again, you're probably not going to have that first game that we played. It was So yeah. good, but uh, yeah, but I, I I do like this and I like the concept. And there's there are a ton of cards in here, so you could play. Oh, yeah,
1: so many bingo cards.
0: Tons of people. Like if you wanted yes. to get an entire Sunday school class together and yep. play. Yep. You could do that. Yep. Hence the bingo of it all, right? Hmm. Um, it's worth noting that two
1: to 24 players, in fact, that must
0: mean that there are 24 cards in there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's worth noting that with bingo, there are like, like there's a ball hopper that you pull things out of. This is cards, cards, you flip cards. Mm -hmm. Doesn't change. Maybe a
1: little less random than the ball hoppy thingy. Is it though? I don't know. Is
0: it less random? I I don't know. We'll let you guys math it out, but
1: it's like, it's predetermined.
0: Uh, predestined pre- cards. Predestined, there we go. So. <laughs> <clears throat> well, hey, speaking of predestination, we've also got a Bible verse, um, a Church Nerds Weekly verse for you. Anna, what do we got?
1: Um. So I told you, I promised you one about prayer um, and so how we can't just sit back and, and just thoughts and prayers, people. Uh, James 5, 16. I know you have heard it. You have probably memorized it. It says, and this is the NLT. I'm going to read out of it, by the way. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So there are so many different components like in this verse. Um, If you're like prayer doesn't work this is a great verse to look at, to be like, to troubleshoot yeah. how you've been praying and perhaps why it may not be working. So confession is a part of it. Yep. Um, praying for other people, praying with other people. Um, also the earnest prayer. Yeah. This is not casual it? prayer. <laughs> this is serious <laughs> prayer and it's the prayer of a righteous person. If your life is not, um, there are, many other verses about prayer that talk about um, righteousness has to be coupled with prayer. And that yeah. God, those are the prayers that God hears that he actually detests the prayers of a person who is lawless um, and then is like, oh, hey, but God, I want you to do this thing that you're not willing to live by the law, but then you want to, you know, to sort of uh, yeah. magically boss God around like <laughs> what we were talking about. It's really important that you're living these things out before you expect that God's going to move and act according to your prayer. Yeah. Um, That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff going on there. It really is. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to speak this thing into existence right now. I feel like
0: the way that I I learned that verse and why? I have no idea. But it was the prayers of a righteous man availeth much.
1: Yes. So that would be a King James approach.
0: And again... I have no idea why that's how I learned it. The
1: prayer it. of a righteous man availeth much. Well, because of a Awana books, that's why.
0: Ah, <clears throat> oh, those KJV Awanas. Yeah. Those yep. Awanites.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, hey, anyway, those. Uh, that's a recommendation. Again, that's Bible Bingo by Bible Games Central. Just go to BibleGamesCentral.com for that. Um, and then um, Bible.com for uh, James 5.16.
1: Or PaperBibleOnYourShelf.com. Yeah,
0: which, let's be real, it's probably on your cell phone. Yeah, sure. Go get your Bible out.
1: I forgot my phone last week <sighs> at church. Just a little seg- side note here. You didn't forget here. it
0: at church. Forgot no, it at I, home. yeah, I,
1: I left it at home. And so I didn't have my uh, digital Bible. I do also not carry a paper Bible anymore. And guess what it is not in our church sanctuary? Paper Bibles. Paper Bibles. If you don't bring your cell phone or your paper Bible from home, you just um, got to trust that person on stage.
0: They're not lying to you.
1: Yeah. Or ask your neighbor if you can read along. Or
0: look over somebody's shoulder. Yeah. Well, hey, if you have any questions um, about the topic that we've uh, covered today on the issue of prayer or uh, justice and injustice and all that stuff, please, we want you to reach out to us. And for next season, if there are things that you would like for us to cover, please. Mm Let us know. We would love for you to yes, submit those ho- ideas. Hoping
1: to cover the chosen if that uh, releases. And <clears throat> yeah, I'm yeah. watching Moon Knight right now, so <laughs> yeah. we could talk about that late. Dude, I am like determined fire. that I'm gonna be a little bit more on top of my nerd uh culture things I don't know I feel like you're really
0: I feel like you're really hitting church culture where you're about you know six to ten months behind everything
1: we need to talk about Downton Abbey because we haven't seen it yet we will have watched that and Stranger Things is coming out all of
0: it it'll all be done yeah (sighs) guys it's gonna be you guys are in for some bangers (laughs) next season I can't wait. So that being said, we we are moving forward with with Church Nerds next You're season. You're officially
1: calling it. This, this podcast is continuing on. <clears>
0: 100. <throat> we've we've talked about a lot of things, um, and th- this this is you know among other things, this is a podcast that will persist because we have seen the return on it, um, and it is it is it, it's it's fulfilling the destiny that you know for the the thing that we've sent it out for. <laughs> um, I
1: guess. I don't know why. I don't, I, know. I don't know why people listen to us.
0: Well, because you and I are us. Uh, yeah. And we're like, why what? would anybody yeah. want to listen to us talk for an hour? <laughs> uh, but they do. I so, And then they say, thank you. And I don't, I, that's the part I don't understand. <laughs> I could understand somebody saying, I listen to your podcast.
1: Uh,
0: I what, cool what baffles podcast, me is when somebody's like, bro. hey, I listen to your podcast. That was great. Uh, yeah. Like No, you listen uh, but you listen to our podcast
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so. well it's fun and if you are one of those people who has come and encouraged us thank you Man, thank you for listening that's super fun i, I am I'm always completely floored and blindsided yeah. and we just really appreciate it it's <sighs> good to know that people... i'll tell
0: anna like hey so-and-so came and talked to me at church like they did
1: how, uh, where did they Why? find it? Yeah. Um, because we are not out like proselytizing for our podcast, no. um, at all. But and I guess so you I'm guys are. Like, what?
0: So thanks for doing that. Uh, well, hey, uh, if you do have something that you want us to talk about next season, love thy producer. And yes. it doesn't even have to be just for this show. If you follow Please. us on any of our other, um, you know, podcasts if or you've video got shows, some
1: sweet wrestling opinions, hit us um, up. Um, Yeah, there's a podcast for that.
0: lovethynerd.com slash producer. Fill out that form very heavily um, because we need to know not just what you want us to talk about, but why you would like for us to talk about and then Mm. choose the show that you think that it might fit with. And if you don't know what we have going on, that might be actually a good place to get in and see just some of the areas that we are having shows and talking Mm -hmm. about things and have an open conversation and dialogue. Mm-hmm. So again, that's lovethynerd slash producer, and we are looking for community producers, and we'll give you the credit on the website, um, in the show. Uh, I'll I'll tell I'll tell your I'll tell your dad if you want me yeah, to. I don't everyone care. Everyone
1: who listens to this podcast is now yep. going to know that you think <coughs> thoughts. So,
0: hey, you can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all the major platforms, and like I've said a thousand times, right there on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning,
1: unless we're sick.
0: Unless we're sick, which, again, you hear me snorting. We're getting over it. I'm trying my best. Hopefully by the start of next season, we'll be good. But, hey, once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next season, which will be in August, first week in August. We'll catch you next season on another exciting episode. We'll see. No promises. (laughs) Of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this today, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds.